Hello, and thank you for joining me on this episode of Dropping the Plumb Line. My name is Stacey Mueller, and it is January 1st, 2023, and I was not planning on doing a podcast on the first here. However, I spent my whole day worshiping this morning and then taking time to pray and just listening to the Lord, and God just gave me a vision today, and then I wrote down everything that He showed me and then just started meditating on it. And then um, I just felt like I needed to share it with you so that you can take what God has shown me and start praying into it. Uh, Because I think it has uh, something that we can really take to heart and allow us to help prepare ourselves for this year ahead. So before I begin, I just want to give a little brief background here of the Hebrew Covenant calendar that we're in which is the 10th month, and it is the month of Tevet. Now, 10 is the number associated with divine order, and the tribe of Dan is also associated with this month. Dan's name means to judge. And so what we learn from the blueprint of the Hebrew covenant calendar is that God's hand or his impression is for us to come into an understanding of his divine order, his authority, and allow him to judge our hearts. We're called to examine ourselves right now and to allow the circumcision of the flesh, meaning, you know, those things that oppose God's nature and his way, um, to allow God to shine his light on those things and give him permission to cut it off. And so that is what this month is all about. And I share that with you because as I was getting prepared to do this podcast after I prayed, um, I went back to my phone and I noticed that um, I prayed for 76 minutes. Now, 76 is the number for cleansing. And I'm reminded of the scripture where David was crying out to the Lord, creating me a clean heart, O God. Renew a steadfast spirit within me and purge me from all these things uh, that are not of you. And renew a steadfast spirit within me. And so that is the heart cry of this month, is for us to really um, allow God to do that within ourselves. Um, So I just, you know, I don't think there's any coincidences with God. I looked at that and I was like, whoa. And uh, another thing I wanted to share with you before I begin uh, sharing the vision is that um, in the morning when I was uh, taking time to just uh, worship the Lord and I got a phone call from somebody that needed prayer. And while we were on the phone, um, he saw a rainbow and he sent in a, he looked down at his clock at the time of the rainbow and it was 10, 10. Now, again, here we're talking about the number 10, which is divine order. When you put two tens together, then it tells me and my spirit, this is God's divine order in the heavenly pattern coming into the earthly pattern, and they need to come into a oneness with God. And so I just thought that was amazing. Well, it didn't stop there because while I was praying later on, Uh, I was getting this vision and someone sent another picture of a rainbow. Um, It was raining in California. So both of these people were in California and this was approximately around one o'clock when I got this um, picture and she's standing in the center of this rainbow, a full, like you could see the full arch of this rainbow. 
And so there's a double witness of God's sign um, and his covenant promise to us. Now, I'm just leaving that as a backdrop. So as I start sharing this um, vision, um, you know that 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 is the backdrop. And um, now you can take what God has given me and start praying into it. Now, Father, before I start, I just ask in the mighty name of Yeshua, that the Holy Spirit would go before me and that your spirit would speak to their spirit and that their hearts would be opening to hear the truth of the matter of why I got this vision from you and why it's important to share it so that we can come into an abiding place of your heart for this season. And so I ask, Father God, that there's things in this vision that I have not interpreted all of it. Um, And I know that the people listening, they have gonna they're gonna interpret things that I haven't seen yet so I thank you that the the things that come from heaven is for our benefit for us to edify us encourage us is for the profit of all and we give you all these things in the mighty name of Yeshua all right so I'm going to start sharing what I got in this vision so I was praying in tongues and one of the tongues that the Holy Spirit kept saying over and over and over was the word low-key And so I started meditating on that and I thought, okay, at first I thought, well, it's a time for us to, you know, stay low, uh, not go up high and be seen. And, you know, I just kept praying into it. And then the scripture, um, Zephaniah 2, 3, kind of came into um, my heart when I was meditating on everything afterwards. And here's the scripture. Zephaniah 2, 3. Seek the Lord, all of you, meek of the earth, who have upheld his justice. Seek righteousness, seek humility. It may be that you will be hidden in the day of the Lord's anger. So I definitely saw the word humility and that all kind of lined up. So as I continue to pray, though, I saw my hand go into the ground and I grabbed a key and it was hidden really deep down in the earth and I pulled the key out and I asked God, what does this key unlock? And the word I got was resurrection life. And I was reminded of the scripture in Revelation 1, 18 through 19, which I'll read to you. I am he who lives and was dead and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of Hades and of death. Write these things which you have seen, and the things which are, and the things which will take place after this. So I thought, huh, okay, maybe this is one of those after this things. And then I asked the Lord, well, what is the key's name? And the word covenant came forward. And then I just kind of sat on that. And then I heard everlasting covenant. And that brought me to Revelations 14, 6 and 7, which I want to read to you. Then I saw an angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to him. For the hour of his judgment has come, and worship him who have made heaven and earth, the sea and springs of water. 
So then after I, I heard that, I sat and I, I just, I couldn't really move from that place. And I heard the Holy Spirit um, tell me to wait. And I heard him say, wait, 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 wait. And I got this picture in front of me of me standing before the throne of God. And there was this arched door and I could see through the arched door and through that was this just ginormous, uh, like, you know, just white cloud of his presence, much like what I would imagine on top of Mount Sinai when Moses was up there. And I couldn't cross the threshold. And that's why the Lord was saying, wait, wait. And I heard, be still and know that I am God. And the next thing I felt like I needed to do was, okay, I need to somehow bend down low again and go down into the earth and pick back that key up by faith. And I, I went down and I picked the key back up, the everlasting key covenant, um, covenant key. And then I opened my hand, the palm of my hand before this door, um, standing right there in front of it. And I just sat and I heard the Lord say, the time of tearing and the preparation is my mercy and grace. And I heard those that wait on the Lord, they will renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And I looked up the word, uh, wait, and it says to look for eagerly, to hope, to expect, to be collected and to be bind together, which is God's heart for our hearts to be bound together with his. And then I heard the scripture, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness shall see God. And I couldn't see him standing in the front of this doorway, which I knew was the access to the throne of God. It was like I was looking in and peering in and I I was so longing to see God, but I couldn't see him. And I wanted to take that step forward, but God wouldn't let me. I had to just sit and wait. So as I was waiting and I'm just still praying in the spirit, I'm standing there waiting with my hands, my palm open. You know, now at this point, um, my palm is sincerely open, even in the natural. And I'm just like uh, praying. And all of a sudden, I hear these whispers and like this echo, shalom, shalom, shalom. And I hear this echoing and these whispers like coming like a symphony inside the gate, inside this doorway. And I hear them outside behind me as well. It was as if um, heaven and earth were both coming into this uh, like symphony of shalom. And of course, I was reminded of the scripture in Isaiah 9, 6 through 7, which I'm going to read to you. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, 
and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, and even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Wow. And so I, I just could, I could sense like all of creation groaning now and travailing for the Prince of Peace, the government of his shoulders coming from the heavenly place where he sits on the throne next to Um, you know, next to the throne, interceding for us and leaving his throne to come into the earth and the earth welcoming his government, our hearts filleted open to say, yes, shalom, we need you. And then as I continued on, I was looking through the door and I saw through the door the essence of Abraham. And Abraham is who you and I as believers and that covenant made with him where we come into this amazing inheritance and oneness with God because God made a covenant with Abraham and cut covenant with himself to say, I will perfect this covenant so that my people will come into the oneness of the holiness and the perfection, the restoration restoration of uh, what I wanted to do through Adam before the fall. And it would be perfected through my son, Yeshua. And I saw the words faith and obedience as if it needed to be tattooed upon my heart. And then I went back to the covenant that God gave to Abraham. And the sign of that covenant was circumcision. And I want to read that um, scripture that God gave to um, Abraham when he was forming this covenant with him and telling him what the sign would be. In Genesis 17, 10 through 13, it says, this is my covenant, which you shall keep between me and you and your descendants after you. Every male among you shall be circumcised, and you shall be circumcised in the flesh of your foreskins, and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and you. And he who is eight days old among you shall be circumcised. Every male in your generations, he who is born in your house or brought with money, bought with money from any foreigner who is not your descendant. He was born in your house and he was bought with your money must be circumcised and my covenant shall be in your flesh for an everlasting. And there's that word everlasting again. And you know, the sign of the 
of the Abrahamic covenant went forth where all of the males had to be circumcised on the eighth day. Now, Abraham got this covenant and him and his son Ishmael were then circumcised. Now, circumcision is when they take the, the flap over the head of the penis and they cut that off. And one of the benefits of doing that is that uh, bacteria can form underneath that flap. And so when you cut off that flap, it exposes the penis and allows it to be bare and allows also for the bacteria not to be able to form on the head. And so that is a benefit actually for having circumcision. And so let's take this for as a, in a spiritual sense because when uh, that flap represents the flesh and when we uh, examine our hearts and we allow the Lord to go in and see what's underneath our flesh, you know, hidden in the recesses of our heart that we can kind of cover up through shame, rejection, the fear of intimacy, whatever stronghold that we uh, form, it can cause an infection uh, within us and can, you know, later harm us in our spirit, soul, and our body. And so then we can uh, notice later on in life that there is a dis-ease within us because the spirit of truth that lives within our heart is uh, saying one thing, but our soul is opposing that and saying another thing. And so we are a house divided and we are opposing. We're just like going back and forth and it can cause dis-ease within us. Philippians 3.3 says, For we are the circumcision who worship God in the Spirit, rejoice in Christ Jesus, and have no confidence in the flesh. And so circumcision is a matter of the heart. That's what we take. The blueprint in the Old Testament is just that for us to understand a new covenant promise where the Holy Spirit has been laid upon our hearts through the gift of the Holy Spirit, giving us his truth and our com- and his comfort and help us to give us power to walk in it. So going back to my vision, I saw those words faith and obedience just kind of in the midst of that door, the essence of those words, speaking to my spirit. And then all of a sudden, I saw in that door a mirror. And the mirror was reflecting my face. And I heard that song of Michael Jackson looking at the man in the mirror. And then I remembered uh, being in... England in 2012, it was May 15th, 2012, that God led me to go to the changing of the guard ceremony at Buckingham Palace. And as we were waiting there at the gate, they were playing this song. And I just thought it was so strange. I wrote it in my journal. And I'm going to read that song to you because I believe that it is the words to that song is something that God's speaking to our hearts right now. But the word change just spoke volumes to me. Now, that's change for you and me. There's something that God's changing in us and changing through us. 
and changing in our circumstances and changing in our cities and changing in the nation and in the world. Change is upon us. That is for sure. And we have to embrace the change. And our flesh resists change. And that's why we're in this transition right now. And it isn't easy. It is hard on the flesh. And then I came to um, remembering Proverbs 27, 19. And it says, as in water, face reflects face. So a man's heart reveals the man. And our hearts need to be like Braveheart, where we're living out this, this uh, his heart out with boldness and with courage. You know, just Joshua is given that word, be strong and be of good courage. You know, the Lord is with you. And so these are the words that I was hearing as I continued to pray. And then, of course, what happened after that is I saw a picture of the lion of the tribe of Judah standing right there. Well, I mean, I couldn't see the body, just the face in the midst of the entranceway of this door. And the face of that lion had multicolors in it. It was like the coat of Joseph colors, the coat of many colors. And it was standing in the midst. And then I was reminded of Revelation 5, 5 through 10, and it says, But one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll and to loose its seven seals. And I looked, and behold, in the midst of the throne and the four living creatures, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as though it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. And then he came and he took the scroll out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. Now, when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the twelve for the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, each having a harp and the golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals for you were slain and have redeemed us to God and by your blood out of every tribe and to every tongue and people and nation and have made us kings and priests to our God and we shall reign on the earth. I was riveted in this moment and I felt my whole body that was standing there holding this key get like blown into the door with the hay, the breath of God toward this lion of the tribe of Judah. Now, I never was able to cross over, but I was being pulled toward into it like like an unf- like a wind tunnel was just being like sucked into that threshold. And then that was pretty much the end 
of my vision. And I just kind of sat and I was, whew, it was so overwhelming. And one of the things that just is so key as I've meditated on this, on this whole vision is there's such a reflection of, of death and resurrection life and, and the everlasting covenant that is, we're at the threshold of seeing come into the earth. The sign of that everlasting gospel and the everlasting covenant is the sign of the remnant arising into this place face to face with the father. The firstborn sons who have been set apart, sanctified, and that are called to come into the promise of their glorified garments, their incorruptible bodies, so that they can be priests unto the king. And until that moment happens, there is a death process that must occur before a resurrection power comes into them and into the land. And I don't think that it is any coincidence that as I started preparing for this covenant, I looked up the number 23, 2023, and here I am sharing this vision on January 1st, 2023. And then 23 means death and resurrection life. And I'm going to do a podcast uh, next on some of the things that I found about the meaning of 23 and how it's associated uh, in the in the Bible verses. But I, I don't want to do it in this podcast because it will be too long. But I do want to leave you with the words that um, my, Michael Jackson, of all people, um, who actually was known for a white glove where he danced with a white glove, right? And God is wanting us to take our hands and allow his presence and his glory and his cleansing to come, his hand to come over our hand and then take our hand to our heart and allow that cleansing to take place so that it will transcribe into our soul, our mind, will, and body coming into a oneness with him. And then it will manifest through our steps and through our voice. And so here is the words and the lyrics to the man in the mirror. I'm going to make a change for once in my life. It's going to feel real good. Going to make a difference. Going to make it right. As I turn up the collar on my favorite winter coat, this wind is blowing my mind. I see the kids in the street with not enough to eat. Who am I to be blind, pretending not to see their needs? A summer's disregard, a broken bottle top, and one man's soul. They follow each other on the wind, you know, because they got nowhere to go. And that's what I want you to know. I'm starting with the man in the mirror. I'm asking him to change his ways. And no message could have been any clearer. If you want to make the world a better place, 
Take a look at yourself and then make a change. I've been a victim of selfish kind of love. It's time that I realize there are some with no home, not a nickel to loan. Could it be really me pretending that they're not alone? A willow deeply scarred somebody's broken heart and a washed out dream, washed out dream. They follow the pattern of the wind you see because they got no place to be. And that's why I'm starting with me. I'm starting with the man in the mirror who I'm I'm asking him to change his ways who and no message could have been any clearer. If you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and then make a change. You got to get it right while you got the time because when you close your heart, you can't close your, your, your mind. That man, that man, that man, that man with the man in the mirror, man in the mirror. Oh yeah, that man, that man, that man. I'm asking him to change his ways, better change. You know that man? No message could have been any clearer. If you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and then make a change. It's going to feel real good. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm going to make a change. It's going to feel real good. Change. Yeah, it's going to make that change. You know it. You know it. You know it. You know. Change. Make that change. So I guess I want to close with this, that change is upon us. And we are called into this place of being low-key. And we are called to step into holding Um, grabbing hold of the key of resurrection life. And God wants to give us a revelation of that. But in order for us to get a hold of that, we need to go through a death process. And so he's taking us through a time of circumcision. And he is asking us to fillet our hearts open and allow him to um, just heal us as the master surgeon and prepare us so that we are ready to enter into this amazing change that we have where we can sit in the middle of the shadow of death and the enemies can be all around us as we read in Psalm 23. But God's presence will be with us to fill us and to give us life and life abundantly. As a matter of fact, it reminds me of John 10.10. And the scripture says, that uh, the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But I have come to give them life and to give them life more abundantly. And so we, but we see even in the scripture, 1010, number again of double, a witness of double order, divine order, but it's also showing a side of death in the first part of that scripture and resurrection life in the second. And so I bless you to come into the knowledge of both parts because we cannot have resurrection life until we go through a death process. And God wants to put into our hand a rod of authority so that we can step and produce life and life abundantly for all those who are around us. And as we come into this greater knowledge and we come into this posture of humility, God can do great and mighty things for you and I that we cannot even imagine or think. These suddenly moments with healing and signs and wonders will be upon us and we shall go forth and take dominion and do a good 
good work for the king. I bless you with these words. And we know that this is a year that change is upon us. And there is some things that are not going to be pleasant and easy, but God has given you the ability to rise up and take forth his word and move forth. God bless you.